And welcome back to another edition of the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast. I'm Scott. We've got Derek as always. And uh, Derek, here we go. It's it's another week talking about sports. And I know you've got a lot going on yourself as well. Yeah, my hockey season just started up. That's going to be a fun one this year. I ended up on the C team, which is the lowest level team. But I did expect that. It's my first year at the Peewee level. My baseball season did wrap up, and my hockey, my soccer season is about to wrap up on Monday. So lots, uh, lots going on that transitional period of the year, and 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 just so people know, you all you play is is hockey in the winter, and it, it's it's kind of weird how we had the, these three sports uh, collide all at once. Uh, Back at school, in middle school, do you, do you know anybody that plays two or three sports at the at the same time for a prolonged period? I know a few people that play two to that play two to three sports at about the same time, and they say it can get pretty chaotic. Well, again, uh, hockey season uh, in full throat for you uh, now, and uh, next weekend are your first games of the season Uh, the the key thing key things having fun and I know this week uh, a lot of your practices were on the smaller rink at Hobbs which (laughs) I know you find a little more enjoyable less uh, less skating drills at that point well what do you want to talk about this week well this week we are going to talk about the MLB ALCS and touch on the blue gold football well where do you want to start well, let's start with the MLB Padres and Phillies. Phillies lead that series 2-1 to one in that best 4 out of 7 series. Game 4 coming up. And right now the Phillies look like they've got the momentum on their side. And But the Padres, they look like they are going to pull away. So it's kind of a 50-50 here. Well, it's Phillies up two games to one after uh, after Friday night. Um, and you think about that, uh, the Phillies took game one, and the Phillies were up 4-0 in game number two before the Padres came came back. Uh, Phillies took uh, game three at home on Friday night, so it's 2-1 Phillies. Uh, why do you think... Uh, why, do you, why do you think the, the Padres have momentum that uh, they're going to pull it off? Well, mostly just the game two comeback that really gets it going, but then they got stoned in Game 3. But they might come back with Game 4 and take that one away from the Phillies. We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Bryce Harper having a very good playoff, uh, which, is, uh, which is exciting to see. Uh, Padres also have, obviously, their core of uh, hired mercenaries that they've brought in over the years. Uh, Soto's doing you know, okay uh, still, just having him come over from the Nationals was big. Uh, Machado is having a good season. It kind of got forgotten after he signed the big uh, contract and went to San Diego. Uh, so a lot of excitement in that series. A pair of underdogs in that series. One of them will get to the World Series. And uh, what do you think of the, uh, that's the NLCS. What do you think of the ALCS? Well, it tends to just be a repeat of 2017 and 2019. The Astros just completely destroying the Yankees up 2 nothing, and they look like they're just going to completely sweep them. 
Now, it's only been a, a pair of close ball games, uh, one run, two run ball games, but does it feel like it's been uh, more than that? Yeah, it just feels like with, with how many chances that the Astros have had and how many chances that the Yankees have missed out on, it just seems like it, there should be a bigger lead. You look at that. Uh, you look at that now. Now, one of the <laughs> yeah, the Astros are one of the rare franchises that can make uh, many a people uh, become sympathetic towards the Yankees. The Astros are not a a light franchise nationally uh, for the the cheating scandal and how they 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 acted when it was going uh, going on as well. Kind of the. A little bit of arrogance from Jim Crane, the owner, and what have you. Uh, the thing about the the series, Derek, is it's not like Houston's been hitting the cover off the ball. You know, Maldonado, the catcher for the Astros, isn't great. He's been getting on base at the bottom of the order. That's been big uh, for them. And while Bregman had the three-run homer in Game 2, they're not getting a lot of pop out of uh, Jose Altuve and Jordan Alvarez. I think the key in the series is going to be which team is able to ultimately solve the opponent's pitching quicker. If if Houston finds their offense, then the series is over. If the Yankees can find their offense, I think all bets are off. Yeah, it's basically who can find the offense first in game in the next few games, and whoever does, it's going to pay, play a huge role in what happens later on in the series. Your thoughts on what Judge is doing in the playoffs? Obviously, he hasn't been able to keep up his pace from the regular season. Yeah, he's gotten into a pretty bad slump. Get strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. That tends to be what happens. He's starting to get a piece on the ball, but it's not like the 62 homers from the regular season. So that's the uh, the American League Championship Series, and obviously you're a big Yankee fan. Uh, despite the losing, how much fun is it to watch playoff games, or is it not fun? Is it too stressful? I know a few times you've had to you've had to look away. Uh, it's a mixture of both, and well, how do I even explain it? It's just uh, it's really fun. Oh wait, it's really stressful. <laughs> Uh, it's, yeah, it's really fun to watch, even if you're really stressing out. A little bit of drama on every single pitch, which uh, is one of those things that you, you look forward to and maybe you look back on fondly, but when it's going on, uh, it is very, very stressful while it is going on. All right, you want to touch on uh, Blue Golds. Uh, what do you have there? Well, six out of their ten matchups this season – are against ranked opponents, a very cha big challenge for them. Those teams would be Central, Albion, Whitewater, Lacrosse, River Falls, and Oshkosh are all ranked at the time of this recording. That is very difficult for the Blue Golds, being they almost never beat ranked opponents. That means four games this season are against non-ranked opponents, those would be Loris and Stout, who they've played already. They've they beat Loris and got completely destroyed by Stout. You you mentioned the record against ranked opponents and the the Blue Golds take on River Falls. Uh, Oshkosh could or could not be ranked uh, by the next time they face uh, face them, as they're just at the very edge of the rankings. 
the thing is, Derek, uh, you, you lose to ranked teams until you finally beat them, and that's the the thing for the Blue Golds. Uh, they're they're just going to keep losing to ranked teams until they beat them. Uh, you're you're in a slump until you're not. You're 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 not a big game pitcher until you are a big game pitcher, and uh, the the Blue Golds are getting lots of opportunities this year. They had close calls against Central and Albion, and they had Whitewater on the ropes for a while. The lacrosse game was over pretty early. Now, River Falls could be a tough matchup. We know the Blue Golds' defense has been struggling this year. River Falls averages more than 500 yards a game, which is tremendously high. It's 13th most in the NCAA. So the only the the optimism is if you've got a gut feeling, a good gut feeling. Do you think the the Blue Golds have a chance against River Falls? Do do you have a gut feeling? Well, when I'm looking at their defense, allowing 632 yards last week against Lacrosse, I'm saying they're really going to need to step up their game against River Falls when they're averaging 500 yards per game, and then the offense needs to just you know keep. Scoring points. And that's the thing. You, you need the defense to get a, an, an extra stop or two a game, and you need the offense to get an extra couple of scores. Uh, the offense has been okay, but the offense has never really broken out this year. Uh, they need to have a night where they get 28 to 34 points, uh, and then the defense has got to hold the opponent under 40. Uh, and if the if you can get the you're not gonna you're not gonna keep River Falls under thirty most likely not uh, I know Platteville did but you're likely not gonna keep them under thirty but if the Blue Gold offense can have a good night score thirty thirty four points uh, and the defense can get a stop or two then you've got a ball game and the other thing is as well you can't fall behind multiple scores and have the opponent dictate. Uh, dictate the pace. Uh, Derek, you're going with me to that game at River Falls. You always enjoy going on the road. Uh, What are you looking forward to? Just looking to watching a road game. All right, any other notes you have? I got nothing else. All right, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast. The end of a life is a sad occasion, but listen as our friend Randy with Stokes, Proc, and Munt and the Cremation Society tells us about how the end-of-life services they facilitate serve a role they do not take lightly. But as we celebrate a person's life and even tell funny stories about them, that's a very healing thing. I mean, if you can take a family that's crying, sobbing, and and get them laughing about the person that died. That's very healing. That's a very important thing, you know. I mean, we take our work very, very seriously. Randy and the folks at Stokes, Proc, and Munt, along with the Cremation Society, are available to answer any of your questions, including pre-planning your arrangements. Check them out online and on social media.